Yes, 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 yes. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol and Billy. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast, the podcast that says yas to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm your trans woman host, Billy. Uh, it's been, uh, fuck, I don't know, like what, four months probably since I've done an episode. It feels like it, at least. Uh, I've just been like busy doing like my own thing, like living life and trying to figure out how to get these creative juices flowing again. Um, but I think they're here, and... Today's special guest is definitely uh, helping those juices flow. No pressure. <laughs> um, so anyway, today's special guest is Cade. Uh, Cade, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing it right. It's not like, yeah, that's right. Ka- not Kade. No, it's Cade. Okay, Cade. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so Cade, if you would like to introduce yourself, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm Cade. Um, I am a 27-year-old trans girl, and... Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> it's hard to introduce myself, but here we go. So I live in Montana and I came out fairly recently within the, like the last year, but been figuring stuff out for a long time and been listening to podcasts for freaking ever and just wanted to share my story kind of, I don't know. I felt like it was like my time. I've listened to so many other people do it that I was like, all right, I feel like I never really heard a story quite like mine, so I figured maybe it might help somebody else. Through okay. The confusing so, thing that is gender. For sure, for sure. So what's what would you say is the thing that sets your story apart from others? Um All right, well, my dad is on, in the trans umbrella and considers themselves trans. Okay. But there's like all sorts of really messy things behind that growing up because they don't present in front of anybody. So it's, it was very much like, yeah, just the way my parents went around, like setting up, like, and explaining to us kids, like what trans is was super damaging (laughs) to Mm. my childhood. And like, a lot of things thus far in my life up until like I had a partner who fully accepted me and accepted like my journey and accepted me fully for me. And I just like was able to slowly shed away the shame of like Mm -hmm. all the stuff from childhood. It was like, was I able to figure out my journey and like that I'm trans and, I don't know. There was just like, I'd heard so many stories of people who were younger and came out as trans or they're older or I don't know. It's just. is I feel like every story is slightly different, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. So like, when did you first start maybe questioning your gender or, or I don't know if um, questioning is really the right word for yeah, it. Yeah, totally. I, like, I don't, I don't feel like when I was like four or five, I wouldn't like questioning my gender. It's like, I knew. Yeah, totally. It's like, I had thoughts of it when I was like younger, like things in the sense of like my brother one year went as a girl for Halloween. And then I got super jealous that he did that. And 
thought about it for like a whole year and waited till the next year. And it's like, was probably six or seven. And it's like, I wanted to be a girl so badly. And then that was like one example that I never even thought of in the moment until like years later, until I like actually like came out as trans and like was thinking back to it. And like all like the little things in childhood start to like poke out to you like more and more throughout things. Mm -hmm. But whenever I started like actually experimenting with gender was probably was not probably was in, I moved to basically, I grew up in Montana until I was 19. And then I moved to New York city for culinary school. And Mm -hmm. once when I was in culinary school was basically in in New York city and had no friends, I started to explore a little bit with like, I don't know, just dressing at home and not really ever like taking it out of that, never having the confidence to take it out of the house. I don't know. Montana is a fairly Republican state and it makes it really, there's just so much homophobia and transphobia growing up. And so it's like, even though my family like seemed so supportive like to me when I was younger, they really weren't because it was always like, I don't know, it's just fake like support. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like the, it's like, oh, I support you, but yeah, exactly. Like, there's that like, but yeah, it's exactly. like conditional, it's conditional support. And it's not, I never felt it because I wasn't out at the time either when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, mm-hmm. it was the fake support slash like finding out that my dad was trans when I was younger was a messy situation in the sense that basically we were on a trip. I was probably around 10 years old and they sat us down and explained it to us slowly. It's like, I like to wear women's clothing. And I was 10 years old at the time. I didn't even know what a trans girl was or a trans woman or anybody. It was just like, I didn't know cross-dressing or like the whole gender like spectrum. I didn't even think once about until that moment. And I thought of it as honestly a joke. And I started laughing and he's like, no, I'm serious. And then my mom proceeded to be like, you're never allowed to tell anybody about this ever. Not even a therapist. It's like, cause my dad, Secret worked with, sorry. Oh, I've, there's so much trauma through that and, and they know it's not a secret anymore. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, like, no, you're fine. I like thought about doing this a lot of being like, do I really care? And it's like, not really. It's like, if my dad ever did find this, it's like, do I care what they say? No about it. Cause it's my journey. And at the end of the day, if somebody's hearing this, they are under the umbrella in some way or another anyways. So. Or or it's someone that I know and I'm just like, hey, listen to this thing that I do. Yeah, right. Yeah, he just like works in like the building for like rich people who has to sign like a lot of NDAs. So it's like he grew up at a different time or he, they. See, like that's the other weird thing. Like they never once talk about gender ever to me mm-hmm. until I came out. And now it's like still super awkward and weird. And my mom was like, when we were younger, like you're never allowed to talk about this. This is something that should only happen behind closed doors. And so it's like, that was the framing of like what it meant to be trans when I was younger, even though it's like, Mm -hmm. I still, I don't question my dad's like identity. I just like, it's not the journey that I ever thought was possible. I never saw like a healthy thriving trans person in my life really or noticed i thought i saw one until like i don't know it's kind of like buying a new car you notice like everyone <laughs> as soon as, yeah, like, yeah 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 
your egg cracks but it's like was there because you're you're a bit younger than me um was there any like positive trans representation that you saw like on tv or movies growing up um yes but no at the same time you know what i mean it was always the joke Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like growing up in movies in the early 2000s, it's, like, it was always the easy joke that you'd pull in a movie. So, it's, yeah, like, yeah. I, and then once I, like, it became, like, this shameful thing that was always on my mind and my for my, like, father being, like, it's not okay and you have to do it behind closed doors and you can't, like, accept yourself. That I don't know. That just, like, piled on so much trauma and, like, ability to even like consider the option of transitioning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like i've thought about it a lot up until this point it's like i'm 27 now i finally figured it out like three years ago and then actually started coming out over the last year and it's like so it's been like a slow process of shedding all the bad stuff around it but Mm -hmm. through like a lot of therapy and help it's i and finally at a point and like friends and support, it's like, I'm finally at a point where I'm not shameful of myself and I'm proud of myself. And honestly, it's like, I'm freaking awesome. And I think that if somebody ever took, takes the time to sit down and talk to me, then they're not going to judge me. And if they do, fuck them. <laughs> oh, I was going to, I was going to judge the shit out of you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no. So you, you said you started coming out well, like a couple, couple years ago. Um, so basically I was in New York and then I was there for two years and I threw everything away and cause I would move back from there and I could only fly on a plane and I was coming back to my parents' house and it was still so much shame and like my friends and like, I don't know. I just didn't want anything to do with it after that point. And I was like, threw it all away, purged it all. And then really never came back into my mind because I was so busy running around. Like from that point, I went home for a little bit and then I am a festival kid. Like I've been partying a lot since I was young. And it's Mm -hmm. so it's like from that point, I went down to California and started trimming weed and like working down there in the fall. And I was living out of an RV eating a bunch of psychedelics. So it's like, I never really thought about it, honestly, for like the longest time. It wasn't until I like got a partner and we started living together and there was like feminine clothes around me again that I like found myself like wanting to try them on when she wasn't around and whatnot. So it wasn't really until like that moment was I like, maybe I should start exploring this again. And that's when I started listening. That was 2020, I think, right at the pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like right when the pandemic hit. It was when all that started to unravel again. And I was like, started listening to the podcast at that point because I still didn't know what it was. It was just like for a long time, it was like a lot of sexual, like I thought it was sexual based because it Mm -hmm. turned me on because I was finally like happy. And I don't know, it's like felt good until like, over time, I realized until I started presenting out in public and like starting to do it more with my partner. And it's like, I realized like it has nothing to do with the bed at the end of the day. Yeah, no. 
I mean, maybe but, at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, maybe at the end of the day. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I totally get it. Um, right. It's how just... was that with your your partner? Like, did your partner find out? Did you come out to them? Did they like find you? Yeah, um, she's awesome. We I came out to her when I I don't know started listening to podcasts and I started listening to like a lot of like. I don't know kind of horror stories of people like not telling their partner and ending terribly. And it was getting to a point where it's like, I have ADHD and hyper fixate on everything. It's like, I go from one hyper fixation to the next. And for a while I was like, it's a sexual hyper fixation that I can't get my brain off of. And then it's like slowly realizing like, no, this isn't just a fixation. Like I, I don't know. There's just like a full year of not being able to not think about like gender and somewhere in that year. I was like, all right, I just need to tell my partner because she grew up in San Francisco and all of her best friends are gay. And she's had like a lot of non-binary and trans friends in the past and is a super and like is pansexual and like identified as pansexual before that point. And was like, if anybody's going to understand, it's her and I need to tell her now. So I don't like keep it's been it been what? We've been together five years now. So at that point, 2020 had been like two years. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, I might as well just get it off. And she like took it super well. I came out as just like wanting to explore mm-hmm. and unsure about my sexuality. Um, unsure about like whether, like, I don't know, men were starting to turn me on. And I was like, I want to like go explore this. And I think like, I've been wearing your clothes when you're gone and it's been bringing me a lot of joy. And she was super receptive, almost excited. Almost. Uh-huh. It's like, if anything, it's made our relationship so much better. It was kind of getting stale at that point. Cause I was like so deep in like depression and dysphoria mm-hmm. that at the time I didn't even know it was dysphoria. I just like, kind of like, I don't know. I think it's t- kind of how it, at least for me, it tends to go. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily like know it's just for like something's necessarily just work at the, that time until like really I get to like reflect on it sometimes. Right. Yeah, totally. It's that the, I, it is for you is hard. It's like you, it's like this weird weight that you don't really realize it's like affecting you until you get like, are able to reflect really. I don't know. It's hard and difficult and like comes in all sorts of different ways and forms. And I'm still learning like, how to deal with it. Do you have any ways that you cope with it? Um, I don't know. It's like one of my big dysphoria things, body hair. And so it's like, if I ever feel dysphoric, it's like, I just am lazy. And at the time I'll just go deal with it. And it's like, or I just like try and change whatever the fuck it is. that's bothering me in that moment. And if it's not changeable, then I like, I don't know, try to change the, switch my head space i don't know it's hard mm. someday it's easier more easy said than done i don't know i feel that i haven't really quite figured it out <laughs> i don't think I you, think, you figure it out you know i think you'll you make you'll make somebody happy yeah right i don't think i'll ever quite figure that one out but that's all right it's like the way that i felt right before i like started presenting full-time was way worse than I think anything that any dysphoria that I can get in the future. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm through, I feel like the darkest time of it. 
at this point. We'll see. But <laughs> how did your parent? I'm assuming you're up to your parents. How did your parents yeah. take it? Um, so they were the last people I told. I was out for a while, and I live in the guest house next door to them. So, and I have a lot of big windows. So I, it was a lot of hiding and a lot of like hiding at first. And then slowly it was two years of me like being out and a year of me taking hormones before I told them, before they asked me, are you trans? And I was like, yeah, because I, I just avoided it. And honestly, it like made my relationships like with them really become uneasy and not the best because of it. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have handled it better, but there's a part of it. But my mom is like a little bit of a narcissist. And she, of course, immediately made it about her and why she was the last person to know. Mm. And so it's like, it was really hard dealing with it, especially not being quite ready to talk to them about it. But then they kind of forced the conversation because I was at the point where I wasn't about to lie about it anymore. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. When yeah i don't know i was just so over lying about it and honestly like they asked me if i was because i was not hiding it really anymore i was walking around with full-on acrylics and mascara and i don't know they just started to realize i think they probably caught me like several times but they didn't say anything i don't, I don't really know they never said that they did but hmm. they obviously suspect my dad suspected something because yeah they've struggled with it in the past so they're like yeah i'm i'm sure they're well aware of some signs that others aren't aren't aware of or looking for oh right totally but at the end of the day it's like i should just told them sooner but i feel like coming out is such a it was just like a really hard thing and i know i knew that they were gonna accept me but at like what level of that is real acceptance you know what i mean because just based on like the way that I know my mom thinks about like trans people. it's like, it's supposed to be kept behind closed doors. And that was like running through my head for years being like, she's going to like accept me or it'll, I don't know. I just knew that my relationship between me and my dad and my mom and everybody was going to change. And I just like have an irrational fear of change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so getting through like, the, I don't know. I'm not surprised that you have an irrational fear of change. <laughs> what? I mean, I mean, I don't know. At least for myself, living living with like this huge, like life changing fear mm-hmm. looming upon you. Yeah, you're getting through it. You're getting through that that fear. Yeah, totally. Right. It's been really hard, but it's been really like it's been such a great journey and process and I feel like having my partner there to sit there and love me and I don't know support me has been like such a big help that I feel like helped me a lot in the beginning on like not being able to not like walking out of the house and something that's feel like so ridiculous but also on top of just like I don't know having that built-in support network that in the beginning because it's like montana is an isolating place it i didn't know any other trans people 
I never made friends with any other trans people in Bozeman because it's like, I don't know. You're never going to out somebody in public when you see them, but you and deep down are like, let's talk. I want to be your friend. I need friends <laughs> who mm-hmm. like understand my struggle. It's like coming out to, I don't know. I really, once the pandemic hit, I stopped hanging out with people and, and then started going through all this gender stuff. And then I became so depressed for there a while that like, I just separate, I didn't want to go out. I didn't even want to think about like getting dressed and, and like my, my, boy mode clothes and like leaving the house mm-hmm. that I just didn't for like two years and I play music and like I was playing a lot of music at bars right before that and I was like really active in the festival scene around here which it's a small scene but like big enough that it's like I had a lot of friends who like hit me up and I just like didn't put any energy into those friendships which mm-hmm. thinking back on it now it's like really kind of sucks because a lot of, I lost a lot of them because of it but the ones that it just really shows you like who's actually there for you once it's all said and done and you like put energy into somebody that was in your past and they, I don't know, some people are super receptive no one's been outrightly mean or disrespectful but some people just like you tell them and then they never hit you back and it's like all right message thread where it's like, I have a few friends who are super good friends and they our relationship hasn't changed like even a little bit. And so that's super nice. But yeah, I don't know. That's good. That's good. Having those, um, those left on red friends are, those are tough. They are, but I left them on red for like two years. So it's my own damn fault in a lot of ways. I feel like it's like, I don't yeah. know really if it's like cause of my gender or if it's more like, they're just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess when you put it in that way. Yeah. Right. It's like, I definitely hurt a lot of relationships going through this, but it was the journey. It was like the process and steps I needed to take to get to like become happier. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. Let's see. I, Right. But more in Montana, it's like pretty red and not very, like I live in Bozeman. So it's like a super call. It's the college town. And it's definitely like one of the more like liberal places, but not, I don't know, still Montana. So it's like not the best place. And I, so I'm definitely trying to leave, but we're stuck here at the moment, just trying to like work on this trailer and sell it. But my partner and I have been like, our goal has been to get out of this place, but I don't know. It's been difficult and slow. So I've just been like settling into it. And for the longest mm-hmm. time was the block of being like, I'll come out once I leave this town. Cause I didn't want to even deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then it slowly should like, it's going to be like more longer and longer. And at this point we're like, all right, whatever. I'm just coming out and I don't really care what people think. And You just couldn't hold it anymore. Couldn't hold yeah. it back. Right. Exactly. And it's like, honestly, yeah. I always had this, like, it's my hometown. So it's like, you go down to the bars here and it's small. And it's like, you see like 10 people from high school. And so I was always afraid to go downtown and stuff. And then I just like went one time and I was like, saw 10 people I knew, but none of them recognized me anymore. And I was like, hmm. that's pretty cool. I like that. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't want to. Cool. It like made this town a little bit better and more refreshing again. 
but well you're you're starting anew yeah totally right it totally does feel like starting now mm-hmm, i feel like mm-hmm. my dumb party girl era is like starting and it's kind of bothering my partner in a lot of ways <laughs> being like well, let's can we just have like a fucking weekend where we don't go out and i'm like yeah but i'm having fun like being myself and like it's like every kind of like new thing that I, everything I go do is kind of new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's getting less so that way, but it's like still definitely like new and fun and I don't know. It's exciting. There's like a newness, a newness to like going and doing things. Yeah, there is. Right. And mm-hmm. at first that newness I felt like was anxiety, but now it's just like I'm euphoria. I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to explain, but yeah. Right. The one place I'm not out is work. Um, mm. So that's one thing that I really kind of struggle with some days, but I'm a carpenter. So, and I work in a really small shop with three other people. So I go in there and I don't talk to anybody for like a month. They hand me blueprints. I don't have a time like timeline or a schedule or anything. They just hand me blueprints. I tell them how much wood I need and I finish it. And mm-hmm. then I asked for more plans. And so it's like only the head nod and good morning in the morning is like the only thing that is ever said in that shop. And it's always so loud. You have your ear protection on. So it's like, I don't feel like what's going to change. I'm going to wear different car hearts. Like I work in a wood shop. Like it feels silly almost to come out to them. Cause like the boss at the place watches Fox news all morning, every morning. So it's like, I know his opinion on things. And so I'm like, whatever we're moving or the plan was to be out of here already, but we're not because yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, I think for me, like, cause I, you know, I just came out at work like a year ago and I, I used to like have kind of similar thoughts with like, you know, what's the point. And I still feel that way with, with, a lot of the people that like, I deal with just cause I deal, I see so many different people like on the daily. Um, and on that, it's always like misgendering type stuff. It's never like malicious necessarily, but it's mm-hmm. still like, it's, I guess for me, just because I've been like out and just like out, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it started, it's for me, it started to like really hurt. Yeah, totally. It's like it's invalidating, I think, for just like choices that I've made or tough things that I've done or or experiences that I've had. Yeah, totally. It's like, and at least for me, it catches me off guard. I don't know. In moments like at work and stuff, it's like I get misgendered. So like not that often. It's like sometimes on a Monday meeting if they're talking about what I'm doing. But that's about it. It's like, otherwise you're talking to somebody directly and it's like, they don't, you don't use a pronoun. So mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. at work, it's not really an issue. Like it does like dig, it's getting worse. Like the longer I have to work there, it's like, I just start to dread it. But I cut my hours down to 20 hours a week. So I only go in there two days a week now. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not so bad. And it's way more manageable than it was because it, at, for a while there, it was a lot of, I don't know. There was like never a moment I was working 40 hours a week there. So it was like a lot of pretending and acting and a lot of sight time. 
job site like works so it's like i don't know being it's like the things you hear on a job site are like the grossest things you'll ever hear in your life <laughs> it's like i hate it uh, I, I know <laughs> I, get it. I totally get it i totally get it right it's yeah, tough it's, it's tough out there it is right it is tough but i know i'm in my california bubble it's, sometimes it's hard for me to keep that in mind right um, yeah i'm envious that's for sure but like yeah. I, I totally, I totally get it because I was like, it was like that, like back home, back in Texas. Like I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if I would have stayed there. As far as like coming out at work or if that, I mean, it probably would have happened eventually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The little town I work in is like next to. So it's like I live in the mountains in between two little places and like. I work in Livingston, which is a real small little tiny like towns right next to Yellowstone and has the Yellowstone River running through it. So it's like a river town and me and my partner raft a lot. And it's like, that was one place that I definitely started like exploring and hanging out on. It's like, I just started like going on a river and wearing a bathing suit and being able to swim and be myself. And then like, I've had a few instances now where it's like, they all know my truck and my boat. And mm-hmm. they all have boats too and go out every weekend. So it's like, I definitely got caught in like some booty shorts and like a crop top a few times by them. And none of them said anything. It's like, I even like showed to work with acrylic nails and like, I really don't care like what they think at work. It's like, they're probably just confused as hell. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, they know my partner is a girl and they know mm-hmm. they knew me before I was even questioning stuff. And so it's just been like a slow change and I don't know. Hmm. Hopefully I just don't notice my boobs. Those are getting harder to hide, but that's about it. <laughs> I'll just do like me and just wear a giant work shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do that. Right. Sometimes with bigger shirt you wear, it's like worse though. I don't know. I just wear like a sweater and keep my station cold. <laughs> mm, there you go. There you go. Oh, it's just real cold in here. Oh, don't look at me. Don't look. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Right. I don't know. I feel like I'm the only one thinking it though. At the end of the day, it's like, it's like the little things that you think would, I thought were going to be a problem at the beginning of this process. I slowly realized like other people, other men don't fucking notice anything. Like, what were those, what were some of those smaller problems? I don't know. I was like always afraid of like going to work with like makeup still kind of on my face or like, nails done or like um i don't know just starting to when i was in like the in-between phase where i wasn't quite out to people but i was still kind of hanging out with them and i would like go like way more androgynously and it's like so it's like the little things of being like oh and skinny jeans or like high-rise pants and like a higher like cut shirt and it's like those little things it's like i don't know you people really don't notice if you just like don't i don't know act weird about it people don't act weird i've realized it's like it's all about the confidence yeah exactly (laughs) or at least in my experiences i'm sure some people would have other ones but yeah Hmm. you seem nervous are you okay yeah i am nervous a little bit i why are you nervous why are you nervous um, okay. I don't know. I feel 
I don't know. Anxiety is a bitch. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I feel and, like. Yeah, I've definitely never done a podcast or an interview like this. So it's definitely... I'm really excited to be doing it. And I've thought about it a lot. And it's really cool to talk to you. I don't know. I've listened to a lot of hours of your voice. So it's like weird to no, talk to somebody that you feel like you know, kind of. But... Yeah, I... Don't want to be nervous. <laughs> I'm not nervous. Let's, but yeah. Don't don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Let's take some deep breaths. Do some uh, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. The help, yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Cool, Great. cool. Yeah, I don't... thought about it a lot, and I didn't want this to be disjointed, but it totally is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's my brain, though. Let's be real. <laughs> I can't no, keep myself okay. like on a single task for more than like until the next thing pops into my head. So it's very um, speaking to who I am as a person. So that makes sense. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, has there been anything like coming up as far, like with your transition that you're like looking forward to or, or what are your transition goals even? Um, my transition goals, I want to be in the beginning, it was really just like to get my headspace better. And now that I feel like my head is like not constantly attacking itself or like, I don't know with depression. <laughs> it's like they've grown definitely. And it's like, I really, I don't know. I'm definitely like a very much like girl. <laughs> Let's be real. Like compared to my partner, especially. And it's like, I'm definitely the femme one. She's the mask one. And it's like, so it, my transition goals are definitely to be like as hot as I can be <laughs> at the end of the day mm-hmm. without, um, I don't know if I'm really afraid of medical stuff. So it's like, I really like just being on HRT and having to get my blood drawn all the time. is like been a real big hurdle for me to jump over, but mm-hmm. it's like, I've been getting through it. So it's like, who knows where I'll be like a few years ago, I'd be like, I would never get my blood drawn every three months. And now it's like, that's not a big deal to me. I don't care. It's like bring all in all the pain. It's like my transition goals are at the end of the day. It's to like, I don't know, get rid of all resemblance of a guy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I give me some more dose. Dose me up. Dose me up. Yeah, exactly. Which is weird. It's like, I have been, I, let's see, I guess today's actually the one year day mark of t- starting HRT. Oh, it's your HRT birthday? It is. What? Right. Oh my gosh! Uh, we're definitely going to be singing you um, as collectively as a Krasias community group. And by that, I mean probably just myself will be singing you happy birthday on this joyous <laughs> occasion. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Feel so, so, feel so special to, to, to have your presence on your one year. Right. I didn't even really think about that. I knew it was coming up, but it, yeah. 
Yeah, it's the 17th, right? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So right, that feels like a big milestone of like, at least when I first started, I was like, I wonder what I'll, it, it'll I'll like feel like in a year. And it's like, so many words can't describe like how good it's made me feel and how like in, I don't know, happy with myself and my body and like hopeful for once in a long time. During, uh, I'm just trying to think about my like first year. Cause I'm like year and a half ish. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other close friends they're they just did their two year, like two or three days ago. Um, but I remember like for my first year, like I was really like watching a lot of videos or like just absorbing any kind of content where it was like HRT, MT, M2F, one month or two months, yeah. three months, four months or whatever. Oh, I just trying to like thing. track all the things and like see all the little, little details or whatever. Um, I still do that, by the way, <laughs> not, yeah. not maybe not to the extreme. <laughs> No, totally. I still do the same thing. I don't like Google it, but it's like I still am there for every like TikTok transition like montage. It's like I love watching those. And it's like, and it kind of makes me sad that I didn't start like taking a photo of each month. But like I have like a lot of photos of myself, but they're very disjointed. And it's like a lot here, and but they're never like the same photo. And it's like I wish I would have done like the same photo, but at the end of the day, it's like. I never, I wasn't noticing the changes until one day and you just like look in the mirror and you're like, whoa. And it's like, I don't know. You start to like not recognize yourself in the mirror slightly or like just like the little compliments of people who've been around you and your friends through it is just like really validating. And it's kind of crazy. Like I didn't think I was going to get the changes that I got like quickly. So I'm, I don't know. I'm happy. I'm excited to see what another year does. That's exciting. That's right. Exciting. What's been your favorite change of the year? Um, I have boobs, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool. Same with just like how my brain works. It was like my before I was like so heavily driven by my libido, and like it was pretty nonstop in my brain constantly, and like it's been like such a refreshing feeling to like have like a reprieve from it to be honest it's like i can like go like a full i don't know i think about it like a couple times a week instead of like a couple like multiple times a day so it's like pretty nice to like just be able to breathe and focus on other things in my life and like it's still there and still fun but time and a place i don't know that's been like one really nice change at least for myself. It's like, I don't know. It was getting a little toxic there for a little bit right before. Cause it's like, I didn't really have any, I don't know. Things were just not very fun and I didn't really think of myself in a very good light. So it's like, that was an easy way to get like dopamine and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I had a big hyperfixation on it. And a lot of that was being pushed off onto my partner and that was not fair because mm-hmm. yeah. But so that that's been a huge change, and I don't know. I am happy with it, and I'm also like 
don't know. It's just different. <laughs> it's like the I've always been a super emotional person and always like cried a lot. And lately, and like when I first started taking estrogen, yes, I did cry more that for like that first three weeks. But then it kind of like leveled out to the about the same. Where it's like, yeah, I still cry a lot, but I've always cried. So it's like never really mm-hmm. been that big of an issue. So it's like that change has been good, but it's just like, I don't know, the little things of less body hair and less facial hair and all the things. It's like, I can't afford laser right now. So I'm just getting through with what I can. And it's like the reprieve after it's been like now a year, it's like I can make it like a full day without like being concerned about it, which is super nice. And Mm -hmm. it's less coarse, so it doesn't hurt as bad when I shave it. Mm -hmm. I found. Yeah, laser's been good to me. Um, Yeah, it looks really good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, If you get a chance, I highly uh, recommend it. I want to. I'm just like kind of a bitch when it comes to pain. Oh, it's it's like a rubber band snap. Not too bad. The amount of like frustration and anger I get over my facial hair, I definitely want to do it. But I've also like not. Um, yeah, it's just like a little one of these things. But like on your face. Yeah, but on your face. <laughs> right. And it would yeah. hurt like, for, for at least for me, it like really hurt on the jaw and my upper lip. Oof. Yeah. But the yeah, last see, one, I just did one last week, didn't hurt at all. Nice. Right, see, I want to do it. I really do. But I've also thought, like, so my therapist for a while there was um, a trans lady. And I, like, found her through BetterHelp. And she helped me through a lot of these emotions and stuff. But she recommended that I just buy my own on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that's how she did it. She's like, it's like $1,500 for, like, a fairly nice one. And then you can literally just give yourself a treatment whenever you want. I'm like, yeah, true. But I $1,500 up front. That's the thing. It's like, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how well those, most of those work for face either. Yeah, totally. I know a lot of, that was what I was good. questioning. A lot of them are okay for like body hair or you know, arms or whatever, but I've heard face is kind of like hit or miss. Yeah, totally. Right. Your mileage yeah. will vary. Yeah. That's kind of what I was like researching. I heard, but she like stood by it, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure. I just need to like move to, I think a city with a better, um, more options. And I think then I can find like a deal, but mm-hmm. around here, there's one place to go and it's expensive or yeah, health insurance would be nice. <laughs> my ex-wife, uh, the last guest, Lauren, she's was living in Montana, so I've I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of the Montana stuff. It's I I really feel really feel for you. Right, where was she living? She was in uh, Great Falls. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's like the my, Great Falls is an interesting place. <laughs> it's not my favorite, but she hated it. I think she just yeah. barely got out of there. So. Yeah, totally. That's usually how it goes with Great Falls. It's definitely, it's like, 
I don't know, there's all sorts of memes in Montana when you live here. It's like, in Montana, meth is like a huge thing and Great Falls is definitely the capital of it. <laughs> so it's always like the joke. That but. would explain her bad teeth. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's good teeth. Right. Yeah, it's always... But a lot of the nicest people I've met from Great Falls, I don't know. It's like the people who leave. But the people who get stuck there usually don't end up doing too hot. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, Montana's like a weird place when it comes to, like, growing up here. It's, like, very... You have, like, a weird mix of, like super cool hippie people who like are just like in the mountains but then also like a weird mix of like super big rural like weird families but so it just makes for a weird environment for like going out and doing a lot of things it's like lately over the last few years the place i live in bozeman has gotten like really expensive and really populated but it's because it was just like the influx of pandemic people so it's like, it's kind of pushed me and my partner out where it's like, we can't afford rent here anymore. So we need to like leave. But we currently own like a little tiny trailer, like mobile home in town. And it's a piece of crap and falling apart. It was our party house from through college. So it's like, we are fixing that up and selling it because a single wide trailer goes for a hundred grand in this valley. So oh, wow. we're like going to sell that and get out move to portland is our plan but we okay yeah it bozeman is just like gotten so expensive and it's been such an influx of just like rich white people and nobody near our age and it's like yeah it's gotten better and there are some queer events here and there but i go to them and it's like all like 19 18 and 19 like or like in college age people and it's just kind of hard i don't know it's like i'm not it's just hard to find like people my age and my interests basically it's like i don't it's weird when i go to like a dance queer dance party and like you don't know who's actually like over 18 and you're like ah. yeah <laughs> it's just like a different vibe it's like i want to like move to a city where i can find like a community that is more my age and less i don't know it's like i feel like if you're and older like queer here you're usually left because you went to school here <laughs> and you're like mm-hmm. but it's not the place <laughs> so you're like all right i'm gonna i'm not staying here yeah exactly so they're all like baby queers and i it's just like so am i but it's also i don't know i have a hard time connecting with like a lot of people unless it's like there's a good I don't know, connection it's hmm. just like Maybe I'm just making excuses. I just haven't got, I haven't liked any of the queer parties or events or like support groups I've gone to here. It's all been very small and awkward. Mm, how so? I mean, I, I understand the small people. I understand the small. And there usually aren't that many people. If there are any like non-binary or there's like usually like, more non-binary people slash like it's a lot of gay people and like lesbians and at the end of the day it's like the amount of trans people in this town are is very limited and i feel like if you are you're just kind of hiding in the mountains or you're just figuring it out like myself so it's like we're keeping it behind closed doors like your dad yeah exactly 
like a lot of people. <laughs> I feel mm. like it makes me sad. Right, makes me sad too. It's like it. Yeah, I don't know. I. I'm really happy to be like growing up in the time and generation that I am because it's like the thing that really like kept hitting home for me is to like being like, yeah, I am trans. It's like one says men don't sit here and think about being a girl (laughs) all day. And two, like it, if I woke up one day and I was like, 60 and I hadn't ever given myself the space to explore and try and be happy with myself, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been happy. I don't know. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, if I started taking HRT and I didn't like it after a year, I could stop. And it's like mm-hmm. the perfectly normal thing I could have done. And it's like, once I like gave myself the room to be like, it doesn't matter if I'm not, but I should at least try because I'm having these emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't able to like actually like make progress in my happiness. I don't know. It's like once I was actually, I don't know, admitted it to myself and like stopped trying to like, I don't know. It's difficult to. It's like you you're um. I I I've explained it like maybe you've been living your life on a conveyor belt, but you're like running against it, like on a treadmill and you finally just like, forget it. I'm done. And you just kind of like go with it now. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh shit, things are going good. And I like this. Wow. Wait, what? This is possible. At least that's, that's how it is for me. At least. Yeah, totally. Right. It does feel like that. And like, once I was like, Oh yeah. It, the, it was hard to like see through all the levels of like, like, I don't know, shame and hate that I put on myself. It's like, I never like once like judged another queer person or gay person or trans person throughout, like before I even thought about myself that way. But like, I had all this internalized like transphobia towards myself for a long time and still kind of do here and there. And it's like, it, shows and i'm like why am i feeling that way and it's like silly but how do you deal with that now when it shows up um i just try not to really think about it i don't know it's i like when i start to feel that way it's like i try to just like look inwardly and be like but I'm happy. It's like, it doesn't really show up as much anymore because I like fully feel happy and excited and like ready to meet new people and like make more friends and be myself. And like, I don't know. It, it was just such a night and day change, you know, it compared to like how my life was. It's like nothing really made me happy or sparked my interest for years because of it. And it's like, I don't know how I went from like being like not thinking about it to like it being so heavy, but it really was like a dark place for a bit. And so I feel like no matter what I do, it will never feel as bad as that because I like 
constantly like I don't have to think about like I don't have to feel shitty I don't have to like dread waking up in the morning and putting on like my boy clothes I don't have to dread like people misgendering me I can just like I don't know accept myself and once I accept myself it's started to accept myself it's like other people start we're like super accepting I don't know it's like not everybody's been super accepting but the large majority of them are and at least not at least to my face but Mm -hmm. right I really have been like so like it's not the way to put that sorry <laughs> I just lost my train of thought don't be sorry <laughs> yeah don't be sorry right if it comes back just just interrupt whatever we're right. doing and just bring it up yeah where was it going with that <laughs> do you do any like um like journaling or or i don't i have really bad dyslexia yeah. mm, so it's okay. like journaling i've my therapists have always tried to get me to journal but it's just not for me what about audio journaling um yeah possibly I hate the sound of my voice. Well, you don't ever have to listen to it. That's the beauty of it. You could just oh, yeah. record it and never listen to it. And just like, I, I, I guess it's something I think like verbalization is like fucking magic. Mm-hmm. Just like getting that shit out there. Even if you're just talking to yourself, like I think it helps. Yeah, totally. One thing I've really found that's been helpful for me lately is like, I've been starting my mornings out. I just bought myself like a tarot deck and I've been starting out my mornings by like reading my tarot. And -hmm. it's been like a really helpful way to like look inwardly at myself every morning. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like, I don't think necessarily to me, like I'm still new to tarot, but to me, tarot isn't necessarily going to tell me my future. It'll just say the things that I might need to hear in that moment. And it's like mm-hmm. when you're already thinking like introspectively and like about yourself, you're in a spot where you're like open to hearing things and like thinking about them. It's like vague. So it's like you can always like implement it in your life or not. And it's like been super helpful to like clear up a lot of things in my head when I start to feel heavy and stuff. It's like I can. And it's just like been a nice routine where it's like mm-hmm. I can sit down and do it for 20 minutes and come out. I don't know. They're fun. It's been good. It's one tool that I've been really liking. Well, I would definitely love uh, a tarot reading. <laughs> I I mean, I'm not just going to like barge my way in there to ask for one, but I am going to. No, I'm down. Yeah, I'm super down. I'll just do that sometime. I just got a, the deck I got was a, it's called Queer Tarot. And it's really cool. It's like, mm. A non-binary person and a gay person made all and are the artists who drew them and they're super pretty and fun. It's mm-hmm. like the I don't know the little book that has like all the meanings of the cards like look towards queer issues like thoughts and I don't know way of thinking. It's been super fun. I like it. 
I've, never, I've always had people like read my tarot for me and stuff and never really gotten into it until recently. And I'm like, I want to mm -hmm. start being a little more witchy and like playing around with things. So it's, I've been like, yeah, I'd be happy to read your tarot. Yeah. And every person I've read their tarot, it's like always been, I don't know. It's super fun to like when somebody actually feels something from it. I, don't know. I thought you're. I thought you're gonna say that every time you've read it, it's been bad. And I'm like, oh wait, no, wait. I don't. I have not given a bad scary reading yet. But what was the thing I heard the other day when I was researching it? Some person's it's like, even the scary cards aren't necessarily scary because it's all in the way you look at them. It's like mm -hmm. it's not necessarily. Like, you could like pull the death card. It's not necessarily there's gonna be death in your life. It's just like there's a bottle. There's a lot of like deeper meanings to stuff. And it's like they really don't predict the future. They just, I don't know. A lot of times when you're looking for like a reading, you're looking for like to hear something. Oh, I'm my ears are wide open. <laughs> I have lots of things I want to hear. <laughs> Such as, um, oh my gosh, I want to be told like just to get the fuck out and continue my journey. Um, and I, I'm really referencing my job stuff. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me this, Do you hate including job? myself. So, but I need to, I need to like really take it in and like absorb it, you know? Yeah, totally. Do you hate your job? Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. See, like, it's such a love hate thing for me with my job. It's like, I hate everything about having to like go and present mail and like, two days a week but at the same time i love what i do mm -hmm. and it's like it brings me a lot of like especially since i went down to two days a week and it's 20 hours it's like two tens it's like so manageable and i get excited and it's like just enough like i love like working for just the sense of like satisfaction and completion of something and it's like mm -hmm. i really suck at motivating myself to get my own things done but if somebody else is counting on me i'm there so it's like it jobs really work for my brain but at the same time it's like i hate everything about just being a man at my job but it i don't think like me coming out there would ever really change anything mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like i have to be i live 45 minutes away from it i have to be there at 7 a.m so it's like i wake up super early it's like what am i gonna like put eyeliner on that time of day no it's like i roll out of bed and i go yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. It's like I already have to wear like shop approved clothing. So it's like I it, I don't think it would really change anything unless until like I leave. But and I'm about to move out of this town. So I'm like, I'm not going to tell them there, but it's just so unsure for me as to like where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do mm -hmm. moving forward once I like get to a city. It's like hopefully I can find like a cool queer shop in a place like Portland. But the chances of that happening are pretty slim, I feel like. Well, I'm. I'm sure you could find something in Portland. Yeah. Around Portland. I'm sure. Yeah, totally. I'm sure. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Um, I just I don't there's... think it'll be the same. It's like, I love my shop. I love my job. Like, yeah. we built, like, oh. high-end cabinets for super rich people and houses I'd never be able to afford for the rest of my life. But it's just, like, super fun to be able to work with super nice materials. And the shop I work in is, like, the guy who runs it has been doing the exact same thing for 70 years or like for like since the seventies, not 70 years. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's a shop from the seventies and all the tools are from the seventies and he's never brought in any like computer animation or anything down to like 
he gives me like plans and I have to cut list everything with like an architectural scale ruler. And so it's like super fun job because it's, I go in there and it's never the same thing. It's never the same job, never the same project. So it's like every day is great, but compared to like a lot of shop jobs, which every day is the same for a lot of And you do that with acrylics on? Yeah, I do. (laughs) How many do you break? If you get nice acrylics, they don't break that often. Mm-hmm. The set that I had lasted like three weeks, and then I started breaking them. But yeah. the last set I had, and then, but like I've had like my friend try to put on acrylics on me like two weekends ago, and those lasted like a couple days. So mm-hmm. it's like it really just depends in, in the length of them. But you just get used to it. I don't know. You start to like just grab things softer, and I don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. gloves. My job won't let me do acrylics. Have you asked? They told me. Oh, really? told me directly. Yeah, because there was like a big, um, there was a big fiasco like during the summertime, I think, um, where I was like just dealing with a lot of like machinery stuff and like the whole presenting at work thing. And, and like, it's, it's like, it's for me, it's really, it's really, really rough. Um, yeah, that sounds- and one of the things I was always bringing up was like, well, you know, like I, I can't even like wear nail polish because in the employee handbook, it's very like male centric, very male specific. So it's like, you know, you have to be clean, cut, shaven, short hair, all this stuff, you know, no makeup, no fingernail polish. You know, yeah, all I think this, I like, remember ridiculous... you talking about the hair thing. Yeah, like all this ridiculous stuff um it's is it corporate guys somewhat it's because i'm in the field the field work is different than office staff so it's it's office staff can wherever the fuck they want basically yeah like no old bar like i felt like if it was if i had an office job it'd be fucking great probably yeah right but but being in the field is I hate being out in the field. Those days are the worst. It's like, I hardly ever have to go install anymore. I'm down to two days a week. But for a while there, it's like, we build a lot of stuff for like houses down in Jackson, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I don't know. For some reason, we don't build that many things around us. The high end, like luxury demand, like reaches all the way to Wyoming and like further. So it's like a lot of times it'd be like, building all the stuff and then loading up the truck and going in like living in a super eight motel for a week and going to a job site every day mm. until the job is done. So that was like pretty terrible. I don't know. Job sites are just toxic. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. It was terrible. That's why I stopped doing that. It's like, oh, I have my free time too much. Too many of my own activities. Like I'm finally living my life for the first time ever. And it's like, I don't want to be at work. Yeah, I don't want to work. Me either. I feel you. Like, I, yeah, really want to be able to be a housewife and just sit at home and do everything I want to do and nothing that, like, I don't know. It's just really hard growing up in a world that's so capitalist driven because it's like such a hellscape. It's like, what, I'm supposed to work until I'm like, maybe able to retire one day but with inflation probably not and then i'm so decrepit that i can't walk anywhere like it just seems dumb it's like all right mm-hmm. i just need to figure out a way to monetize my life 
and but I don't know what that is yet. We're fi- we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, you figure it out. You let me know. I'm trying to figure it out too. I'm... Right, <laughs> it's tough out there. It is tough. It's super tough. Right, my partner went to business school, and she's definitely the more business minded one of the two of us. Mm-hmm. But she's in the same boat of she doesn't want to work either. Mm. So mm. It, uh, we're both like, all right, how do we do this? <laughs> we're like, all right, mm. we'll figure something out. You got to figure something out. Yeah. I wish I was more like, I wish I could be more focused with the podcast and felt like put more energy into it. Yeah, I feel like it'd be easier if it was more profitable for you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, speaking of that, it's been about an hour and we haven't done a, uh, an ad yet. So let's just throw one of those okay. in there because it's been over three or four months since we've thrown an ad in here. Um, if you haven't yet, you can't go to the Cross Yas podcast website because I believe it's down right now. Uh, maybe because we need some Patreon subscribers to help pay for some servers. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Ask Giselle. That's not me. I don't do that thing. But <laughs> I, I know one time you could go on the website and it's like a link on the right. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you would help us now. Maybe just search Cross Yas podcast on Patreon. I don't know. How does that work? Um... I'm not sure. When I started paying for the Patreon, I just went to the website. Hmm. You could post a link in the Discord, probably. Well, I am definitely going to be figuring out why the website's not working, if it's not working. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, you reached out to me on the disc- on Discord. Yeah. I believe you are a member of the Discord server group. Yeah, I have been. I'm not very active on there, but mm-hmm. um, let's talk about that. There is so much going on in that group. When I first started, it was like a constant thing, and it's like I have dyslexia, so I'm a slow intaker of like text. So it's like it was just too much, too rapidly that it was like I couldn't even keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I kind of fell off from it. But Mm -hmm. that being said, I think it's amazing that there's like a community out there for people who need it and want it. Definitely. I think it's a great group of people and it's always super inviting and nice every time we do hop on it. Hmm. Well, definitely, um, if you have time, jump on. Yeah, totally. I know I'm not super active, but I try to be sometimes. I have a lot of social anxiety in my everyday life and it's slowly starting to like disappear as I've become more like comfortable and happy with myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, I don't know. It hasn't been bothering me as much lately anymore, but for the longest time it's like, I wanted to get on the discord and like do like I hear you guys video chat at night. And I was like, I should hop on there, but I never got the confidence to. And then I don't know. Well, but definitely don't hesitate. If you see us on there, don't hesitate to join in. Okay. Uh, and that goes for anybody, really, because, like, just jump in. Yeah, totally. I need more friends in the community. And, like, honestly, like, I want to try, I'd like to make that more of a, maybe a regular thing again, because I know in earlier Cross, cross Yas episodes, 
there was a lot of talk of, you know, we were on the Discord like every night and talking and, and growing and all this learning experience and it's great and all this like great support. Yeah. That I did experience um, because we were going on there every night and talking yeah, and like fun. having these like deep conversations for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Um, That's super fun. And then, you know, we all kind of like slowly stopped and did our own things and it just kind of slowed down. I mean, we still jump in there occasionally, some people here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would definitely love to make that a more like common thing, more frequent. Yeah, totally. Right. And that would be fun. I am down. (laughs) I say that now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just um, was that. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I don't really ever have like a very consistent schedule, so it's like I. If I had a more consistent schedule, I'm sure I'd be on there more. But I don't know. I just never like think about it when it's actually nighttime, and I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or slash, I don't know when everybody's on there because I'm not on there that often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. I see everything because I'm a mod, so I, I just I see everything <laughs> coming in. So I bet that's hectic. There's a lot it, of stuff on there. I had to turn notifications be. on it, off on it for a little bit, like after like the first day, because it's like that is too much information. It's like I, only if I get tagged. I but if you're never on there, you never get tagged. So. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it it doesn't. I don't even think it lets me mute the server. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh right. my gosh. Why um what's your like vision for the podcast moving forward? Ooh, good question. And I was gonna kinda ask you like what do you wanted to see from the podcast moving forward, but maybe that'll be my follow up. Um I actually have a lot of like thoughts for the podcast because I, I really would love to expand on the podcast itself. Um, you know, cause I, I love hearing everybody's stories and, and, and all this stuff is great, but I really, I would love to get more, just more opinions out there or more, more people out there. I mostly just cause I've been meeting a lot of like interesting people in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have a few cis women friends that. Like, I would love to record an episode with them, like, in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to, like, I want to talk with them just, like, w- what does it mean to be an ally? I know, like, allyship stuff's been done, like, it's been done to pieces. Like, I know I'm in, like, groups at work, and we, it's, it's, like, always, like, oh, how to be a great ally, how to be a great ally. But I don't know. I feel like there's always something missing on those, like, conversations those kind of videos and then they just don't seem very real to me um so yeah. I, I would love to have that like real conversation yeah i think uh, that would be a helpful thing for a lot of people um because i honestly don't even really know what it means to be a helpful ally it's like i know what um i don't know I'm, i like over the last year, I've started to like kind of this relationship with a girl who's cis and she's been like my best friend. And it's 
been super fun and great to like, I don't know, have like a friendship with a girl because as like all my best friends were guys for the longest time. And so it was like really nice to like meet someone as myself and like grow the relationship moving forward from that. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious, like I know what I, the things that I like when like that make me feel good that she has always done. That makes me feel comfortable probably and made it a fast friendship. But I couldn't honestly say like what makes you a good ally, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely something that I would love to discuss on the Cross Yas podcast. Um, yeah. And it will happen. That is a, a for sure thing going to happen eventually. Um, there's this like older gentleman that I met at my church. I'm active in my church. Um, I met him in a, like a support group that I facilitated and it's an older gentleman. Great guy. I know he's probably listening to this episode, maybe while swimming. Um, that's what he does. <laughs> um, but I would love to have him on the podcast because he's told me some like really interesting stories of like, uh, like during the AIDS epidemic like he was like in colorado like doctor like in the midst of like all this like aid stuff going on and like changed like his whole like thought process on his life and and like i would love to to talk with him more about that like on here yeah because i think that would be great for like just hearing other people's like how they how their thought processes have changed even if they're not you know trans or gay or queer in in any manner I guess. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> but, like, I also... I don't know. Like, I, I just... I want to do more stuff, like, in person, too. Like, I just... I love doing stuff in person. Yeah, totally. So, like, yeah. the more people that I see in person, like... Because I, I meet a lot of people just through the podcast. And, um, and like, I think any, any chance that I get to meet... Because... It's also a goal. I always want to meet everybody from the podcast. So mm-hmm. if I meet someone, I would love to record at them like on site in person, even if it's just right. like us talking it doesn't have to be anything crazy or. Yeah, that'd be super nice of that. Don't you go to like P flags every week? I, I was, I was, they did it every month, but then I, I started facilitating my own group. Oh, that's cool. So I, I, I do my group every week, every two. You should talk about that. What does that consist of? How'd that start? So it's through my church. Um, I started going to that support group. I don't know, like last year, whenever I started going to the church, just looking for support and and community and all that stuff. Um, so I go there, and it's like it's not like the 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 group itself isn't like it's not very religious itself. Like it's it's more of you go in there, like, hey, like, we introduce ourselves, like, oh, I'm Billy, trans woman, pronoun she, her, we just going to go around the room. Uh-huh. And then we do, uh, like, we'll do, like, share our highs and lows of the week, typically. So, so like, for me, I'd be like, uh, my name's Billy. My highs of this week were I went, I went to the beach on Saturday and I watched some whales or dolphins jumping around on the beach. Uh, my lows for the week were... Um, 
I don't know, something at work was really shitty and I don't know, something like that. Uh, people can go into as much detail or, or not as much detail as they like. And um, yeah, so I started doing that. I've been doing it since June. I started yeah. facilitating in June. That's awesome. I got asked to, to take over for someone. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Right. I've like a while ago when I was first trying to figure stuff out, I was looking for support groups around me, but it was during the pandemic. So all of them were online. I like got online for one and I had to like get off work for it. And it was just like, not for me. Hmm. It was just like the online thing. And I'm like socially awkward that it's like hard for me in a zoom room full of people. I don't know. It's just like, it it wasn't helpful in the way I needed it to be. And so I kind of just like closed my mind out to being like support. I'm just guess I'm not a support group person or I don't know. Maybe just not the format. Yeah, totally. I, I, think I, don't, the format. I don't care for online stuff. Typically. I, I really prefer in person. Yeah. Totally. Um, how many people were in that group? Uh, it big. was, yeah, it was like 25 people. So not that huge, but. Oh, wow. It was Sometimes for my group Bozeman big. and Helena. They like brought them into one for like the pandemic thing. I think that they're going on mm. in person again, like once a month. And it's like Bozeman has some like queer events here and there. Um, there's a couple different groups. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. But it there's like a therapy like collective place that does like... Um, all sorts of different classes and stuff, but then they do like every first Monday, it's like a trans non-binary hangout at their Mm -hmm. place. And I've been interested to go to that, but I haven't quite yet. I like always just forget about the first Monday (laughs) once it rolls around. Well, you got another first Monday coming up. How, how long is that going to be? I know. Well, that first Monday I'm going to be out of town actually. Oh Uh, no. Actually we're going to every year for like, all right, so since I like came out to my girlfriend and I started exploring more, the big first step was like, all right, I want to do it out in person. I want to go on like a weekend trip somewhere where I can present for the entire time and mm-hmm. like see how it feels. And so we've always like, I've always been a festival kid, like going to music festivals and camp. I really love camping music festivals that are like a weekend long and music festivals are like such a accepting awesome place to like explore gender it's like no one looks twice at you at a music festival because everyone's fucking crazy (laughs) and so it's like it's such a great place and it was like that first trip really opened up my eyes like yeah this is what i want and like this feels good and i need to keep doing going down whatever this route is and so it's like and since then we've gone to like three years of them of like the same Mm -hmm. festival and it's like been Super fun, but yeah, next Monday and the first it's beginning first weekend of next first week of first weekend of next month. Oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> it like coincides down in Tucson over the Rock and Mineral Show, which is like the biggest one in the U.S. It's like mm. multiple weekends in February down in Tucson, Arizona. It's pretty cool. It's Tucson, you going to Tucson? Mm-hmm. I okay. love Tucson. Tucson's really cool. There's, uh, I think, some Cross Yas members that are around Tucson. Really? Yeah, they might be. Well, I'll be at Jimmy Brown if any of them are listening. <laughs> and want to meet they, up and going? I'll one be there. One of them is a, a very great person. 
and I highly recommend beating them if you can. Right. And also my um, partner showed interest in maybe recording an episode if that's something you'd be interested in doing. I don't know. A hundred percent. Helpful perspective. I don't know. No, I'm a hundred percent interested. That's another thing. I would love to talk with more spouses, more uh, significant others, more partners. Um, I just want to, I want more, more voices essentially that that's, that's what I want. Uh, just cause like, I feel like there's, I don't know. I, in the last year, I've just like, like I've, I've had, I've met so many people and there's so many similarities between everything. And, and there are so many stories that I've been hearing that I, I'm like, okay, I need, I need to record this. Somebody like people need to fucking hear the shit. Yeah. Totally. Um, like I really enjoyed that coworker episode you posted. Mm-hmm. Made me giggle. The Patreon mm-hmm. episode too. That one made me giggle. But it was just oh, like yeah. it. It was like a refreshing view. I don't know. At the time that I needed it, of like it was like mm-hmm. right before I came out to like some of my guy friends, and I was like a little unsure about it. And it was just like a refreshing view of like hearing you hanging out with like some cis straight men. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, but. I don't know. I like that episode. I also really like the partner episodes. And I, I don't know. I just think it's really my like favorite. My favorite thing to listen to is like your little rambles in the beginning, to be honest. It's been like a really helpful and like great thing to like keep in touch with like your progress through your transition. Hmm. And it's like, even like down to like little things of like hearing like your doses of estrogen and like Spyro and like in the beginning and things like that. And like the changes is like mm-hmm. really validating to like a lot of the decisions I've made. And I don't know. It's mm-hmm. helpful. I think that like, I like hearing more about you since like even like an episode of you just rambling. I think I could listen to that and be happy too. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, I bet. That's that's another thing. I've been like, I've been having all these fucking thoughts and ideas, and I just haven't really been doing it. But I have been meaning to do like an update ramble, because like there has been so much going on Mm -hmm. just in the last like three months. I mean, it's fucking crazy. It's really crazy. Right. I literally every more every Monday I like or every i go to work on tuesdays and it's like every tuesday i like go and look at my podcast and i'm like i hope there's one and there hasn't been in a while and it's uh-huh. soon soon will be one soon i don't be, like hopefully i get it because i know like life is busy and if i were mm-hmm. in your seat where it's like it was the sole responsibilities on me at the moment it would be like a lot and i would probably go months without doing it too mm-hmm. yeah well it's like it's a lot of things. It's it's the it's like my my focus, my creativity. There was a whole issue with the website that I used to record with, which I think I've mentioned to you already a thousand times. Um, and then just like as it happens, tends to happen. I think with a lot of trans people, like once they start being themselves and living their lives, they tend to just get busy and kind of lose focus on other things in their life. 
Yeah. And it's definitely, definitely 100% been me because I've been like, it's like I work and then like Monday's usually kind of a wash day. Like Mondays after work is probably a good day to record. So this is also my recording schedule for other people. So if you want to record, these are probably good times for me uh, in <laughs> Pacific time. Um, I work Monday through Friday, roughly eight to five, five thirty ish. Um, I mean, I probably get home about five, five thirty ish. Um, mm. Tuesdays immediately after work, I do my my Tuesday support group. And that that lasts like all night until like eight o'clock. Yeah, totally. Um, it's like a, it's like an hour and a half. It's six thirty to eight, uh, and then Wednesday, which is like today, I'm usually free Wednesdays. Thursdays, I'm usually free. Fridays, uh, they're up in the air. Saturdays, I'm usually out in nature, hiking or whatever. Yeah. That's nice. And same for Sunday. It's like Sundays, like church and then hiking stuff. So it's what do like, you do for fun? Just, like do you I, hike and what else? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do a lot of hiking. Um, I love just doing like day trips, like day road trips. Um, but like what I like to do. So I, I do the hiking and I'm, I, I like to take like, I don't know, amateur photography, I guess, with my phone as much as I can. Um, and then I tend to turn that, like those photos, like whatever photos just like really catch my eye. I, I like to like watercolor them. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Right. I like watercolor. I'm not a painter, but I'm a watercolor artist. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm okay at it. Yeah, me too. I suck at it, but it's fun. <laughs> that's why I like I'm- it, I think. I'm okay. I don't. I don't think I suck at it, but I'm okay. <laughs> right. I'm like good at like a lot of like artistic mediums, but painting and drawing are not one of them. It's like mm-hmm. I love throwing pottery, and I love. I like a woodworker. It used to be way more of a hobby, and then I switched it over into a career, and I don't really do it much for myself anymore. But I also like play a lot of music. It's like I'm constantly searching for music because I. DJ. <laughs> so it's like I most nights I just listen to music <laughs> for the majority of the night and day. But what's your music library uh, look like? It's large. I love drum and bass. It's like I don't know if you know what that is. It's okay, so I, I think I know what it is, but why don't you explain it? Okay, so drum and bass is a it's like a style of edm basically it's just like a certain drum pattern it's super big in europe it's not it hasn't really taken over too big of a hold here and a lot of times there's an mc like rhyming over it man it's just like super fun to play and mix together because it's all the same drum pattern and it's like kind of you just become a drummer and it's i don't know it's just kind of the genre that i've fallen into but i i love all music i'm like a deadhead i love like jam bands i love really anything i just love music it's like mm-hmm. it's, there's something really like special about collective energy like gathering for music it's like you'll never really get another like feeling or experience like similar to it i think in this world other than just like people coming together for like one reason and that's to, like listen to music and party <laughs> and, mm-hmm. 
it's just like you meet the coolest people and it's like i feel like everybody drops their like bullshit at the door when they go to a concert Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice i don't know it's fun and i don't like necessarily the bar scene around playing music and being a dj but i really like playing music so it's like it's more for me at this point it's like for a bit there i was playing a lot of the bars but it just like isn't i don't love like a bunch of people getting i don't love like super drunk people <laughs> so it's like yeah. bar scene isn't really my favorite same but. same uh see so you- do you just do like DJ stuff or do you do like an instrument or, or yeah, I just DJ. Um, I used to play saxophone, but, um, yeah, lately I just mix music I just buy other people's music and I play it because <laughs> mm. okay. I don't know. It's like fun to like search for those tracks and it's like build your library and it's like mm-hmm. gotten to the point where it's like you, if you spend money on like music directly from the artist you can get like super good quality music and then i build speakers like huge like outdoor sound mm-hmm. like concert size speakers and rental out to people in the summertime mm-hmm. around here for like outdoor venues and so it's like owning a really nice sound system and then collecting all your music and like just like going out in the woods and just like blasting speakers with your friends is just like super fun <laughs> i don't know that i like fun. being loud <laughs> Yeah, make it loud. Right. I definitely don't love, like, I don't do it to, like, get sets and, like, be out there as a public DJ. I just do it for a lot of my friends when I first started getting into it were DJs. So I was like, all right, teach me how to do this because I want to learn how to play music. Mm-hmm. And then it mm-hmm. turned into way more of just, like, a thing for me. Like, yeah, this is really fun. It's like, a good way to decompress and just clear my mind at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I could see it being very like a good way to be expressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's an expensive hobby, but it's a fun hobby. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, so I had a question. I'm just curious. I never really got back to my follow up. Um, yeah. What would you like to see out of the podcast? Okay, so like I was saying, I'd like to hear like your rambles here and there more. I think. Okay. Even if like you didn't have an episode to present to everyone, I feel like even like 15 minutes of you just doing a verbal diary or like journal it would be nice. I don't know. At least for me, I might be a weirdo in that one. I don't know. It's just like really it was so validating like hearing another person go through like things that you wanted and like were questioning and excited about and it was just i there just hasn't really been another spot like in terms of podcasts i'm sure i could search harder and find another one but it's like this podcast like was easy for me to approach before i realized i was trans mm-hmm because it was like, I thought I was a cross-dresser. And so then it was like, I got into it from that, but then hearing all the stories and I really resonated with like all the trans people and like the stories, it was like an easy way to approach a podcast when you're questioning things. But at the same time, it's like such a nice, there's just like no other space where it's so like, I don't know, 
relaxed and chit chatty. I feel like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a lot of the other podcasts are like trans podcasts are like based more on like policies or somebody who's like in t- interviewing somebody in like the activism activism field or like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we can like mention other podcasts on here, but like I mean, if you want, I'm not I'm not gonna edit anything out. Yeah. This is all like, this really is like gonna the, get mashed together and and up. Like, I love the gender reveal podcast. Like that's probably one of my favorite ones. But it's like I feel like this one I like more because it's more personal and like less mm-hmm. like I don't know. Um, it's more about people's experiences and less about like the active problems with like mm. the community. I get or, that. I actually, that's something I like about this podcast too. So, and I definitely, I definitely want to like, I want to continue on that route. Cause that, that's really, that's where I find like value and, and just a lot of, a lot of great things from is, is just hearing people's stories and, Hmm. right it's like when i was thinking about coming out i was like looking for a podcast of like people's coming out stories for a really long time Hmm. so speaking of that there's another one there's another person that i want to talk with um or they've already agreed to record this so it's just a matter of doing it um it's this older gay gentleman he's not like super super old but he's like definitely older than me um really tall very loud really funny but he was like, you know, he's like from like the South, like I am, you know, just like not a great place to, to grow up. And he like lived this like life of hiding and, and not being themselves. And they like finally moved and they like found themselves and was able to be themselves. They're like, they're like, fuck this. I'm never going back in the closet. Like I can never do that shit again. So like, I'm like seeing all these similarities and I'm like, okay, cross-dressing sexuality and gender so that counts that counts yeah right i like it i think that if it was more consistent it would be perfect you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. and you've like really gotten a lot better at like interviewing like from well, when you, you first took it over it was like the first episode you took over i was like i don't know if i can keep listening to this and then you rapidly got better quickly and i was like all right i, I quickly stopped thinking that way again you know what i mean it was like I was so such a fan of Giselle, and then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like me. I was excited to actually be interviewed by you, because oh. I feel like I don't know. I like your energy, and I like the way you approach like a lot of thought processes. Mm-hmm. You're just really cool. Well, thank you. I just show yeah. up. I don't prepare for this. I just show up. Um, <laughs> dang. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely I have a, like I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I want to move forward. Uh, it's just a matter of doing it. That's that, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, and I'll I'll definitely try to put more effort into to maybe doing some more like solo ramble stuff because that that has definitely been on my mind and that that's definitely content that I could. I myself can maintain because that's that's one difficult thing about this type of podcast that's very dependent on people's stories and conversations and yeah. sometimes it's difficult to 
to manifest or or just make the times work out or whatever. Yeah, totally. Right. Do you have like a lot of people hitting you up? I was like very unsure about it when I was first hitting you up. I was like, I don't know, like if it's like a wait list or like how um, you do it or if like how often you record. I was like, I figured it wasn't much because of the posting, but it was more. Yeah, they it, it comes in waves, I, I feel like. <clears throat> like, I feel like um, I probably have like two other people currently that have been that have reached out to me to, to record something. Um, and then all the other people on top of my head that I want to record with, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but it, I think it comes in waves. But if anyone wants to record, you know, reach out. We'll record. We'll, we'll make something work. If you're around yeah. LA, even better. We could do it in person. <laughs> right? That would be cool. I'm always like... Um in california down like next to san diego and mm-hmm. i always drive up from north so if i'm ever heading through there i'll hit you up yeah if you're ever around let me know i'm Raymond i'm Burnham all for, for san diego so we head that way quite a bit yeah i'm all for taking road trips and doing whatever so right. let me know yeah yeah right it's, um and if you ever need help with anything like i would like to help with the podcast in any way I can. I don't know how helpful that is, but <laughs> at the end okay. of the day, I don't know where you need space or help with, but I'm pretty okay. knowledgeable I'll... with technology. Sure, sure. I'll, um, I definitely need to take some time out and like really plan maybe the podcast out a bit more because I kind of just go like as I go. Mm hmm. Um, but there are a lot of things that I would love to do and that I just haven't really done much about, like, I don't know if you've noticed for any of like the promo stuff, it's still all Giselle and Giselle is definitely a huge part of the podcast. There's no doubt about that, but I feel like my face should be in there too. Sometimes Mm -hmm. is the promo still Giselle? I thought joy like re recorded it or do you guys never actually do that? Oh no! Well, Joy recorded that. Yeah, that was that was live on air. What? Okay, so that but it's, you haven't used that one in like the promo. I honestly can't. No, I use remember. I use it all the time. That's that's my favorite one to use. <laughs> right, it's got that. Right, it's better than me adding my own intro in. I mean, that's like been one of like the more memorable favorite episodes. It's like been that one was really made me giggle a lot. Yeah, Joy's great. I really love Joy. Hope Joy's doing good. Hmm. Dang. How are you feeling? You feeling any better? Yeah, I feel way better. I don't know. I I feel like as soon as you hit record, I got nervous for some reason. (laughs) As soon as I saw like a little red dot at the top, I was like, oh god. Oh yeah, we haven't been recording this whole time. Sorry. No, I'm just but I feel like, yeah, it, hopefully it comes off. I feel like it probably won't listen very good because <laughs> it was so disjointed in the beginning. But no, nah, it's fine. It's fine. But you know what, what's going to happen? This always happens to everybody. You're going to message me. And you're going to be like, I thought about so much stuff to talk about. Yeah. Right, After right, we right. hung up, 
and you're yeah. gonna say, okay, I need to do a follow up. Mm-hmm. So much has changed in the last three months. Right. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I feel like a lot. If, if I did it three months ago compared to now, it would be different too. Mm-hmm. Right. One thing I could talk about was um, I recently met my partner's parents again for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so that was, uh, went over to like see them for Thanksgiving. And that was interesting to see like her whole family as myself. It was just like a weird new dynamic. Like her mm-hmm. dad is 80. So it's like she, he's old and I don't know, stuck in his ways. And it was very um, good and bad. It's like, Every misgender that happened there was like probably some of the most painful ones I've ever had. Mm. And they caught me off guard in a lot of ways because for some reason they'd only happen when everybody started drinking and then it's mm. like started to slip and then no one would correct themselves. And it just like started to get to me and just the being in a different serious. state away from like, I don't know, family. It was just like hard, but it went well and I was really proud of myself. Because I was so nervous for that. I don't know. It was like, I didn't, I don't know. I like felt like I had all these expectations of like, they really loved me as a man. And mm-hmm. they're older. And I just didn't know if they'd fully understand or think like, I'm still good for their daughter. Mm-hmm. And, I'm proud of myself for like going and like getting over all that stuff because like at the end of the day, it's like people can feel however they want to feel because I feel great. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just like the more I remind myself of that, the easier it gets to just like jump headfirst into any situation because at the end of the day, it's like everyone can screw off. <laughs> for fucking sure. Do you, um, do you run into a lot of, like situations like that like where you just have like that that like severe anxiety before yeah going in yeah is that like a con is that like a frequent thing yeah i'd say but i've always kind of suffered from that if anything it was worse when i was like a man it was very um uh, i don't know social anxieties i've always been like the super shy one in the room who like really won't say anything to anybody until I'm talked to or I feel mm-hmm. comfortable and like a lot of times it'll take like literally like three weeks of me hanging out with somebody every week for like me to actually open up a little bit but since I've like come into my own and starting to realize like who I am it's less scary because like mm-hmm. I know I'm interesting and I know I'm like worth spending time with so it's like where before it's like I felt so I like looked at myself in such a little light. I don't know. I just mm. didn't think I was special or cool, and I was like very um, I don't know, closed off. And in a lot of ways, like I was weird with a lot of women in my life because I never wanted to come off as like the creepy person, a creepy dude. So it's like mm. in a lot of ways, I would just like not even just be like so quiet that I never even like make a relationship with them. So it's like, it's been really fun and awesome to like come out as myself and like 
feel more comfortable with like hanging out and talking to the people I want to talk to and like complimenting people and like us being less in my head about like what other people are thinking about me. Cause I'm sure my thoughts in my own head are way meaner than anything anybody else is thinking. hundred percent. That really related to me. Cause I, I know I never really had like a lot of female friends through really my life until recently until coming out and i think a lot of it was like because i didn't want to be that creepy guy even though i kind of was right yeah it's like such a weird shift going all right so i was like a mediocrely attractive like guy for the longest time where it's like i didn't think i was hot i didn't think anybody was like really into me Cause no one ever really was because I was never actively trying or had confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like the lack of confidence and then not trying and then not wanting to be creepy. It's like, I just couldn't pull anybody and I thought no one would ever look at me because they really weren't because I was so quiet. I don't know. But now like this weird shift of becoming like a fairly hot girl, it's like weird it's to have like the attention and the eyes like, on you now it's very it's been a weird shift and a lot of ways i really like it and a lot of ways i really hate it and in a lot of ways i've really realized how creepy guys are and like it's like i don't know it's just different it's like such a weird shift to go through Mm -hmm. in your head of like just i don't know i think the first time i was at a bar and like was asked somebody asked me to buy a drink i was like so like uh 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 no (laughs) Because I've just never been in a situation like that. And it's like, is this for free? Are you expecting yeah, exactly. something from this? Yeah, drink? my brain went to be like expecting it. And then it's like over time, like my partner is like, always take that drink. Always go to the bar and make sure you see the person hand it, have the bartender hand it to you. But always get the drink because you don't owe that bitch anything at the end of the night. It's like, it's a free drink. And they can mm-hmm. buy it for you if they want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, it's been really... I don't know. Great. Coming into like my own in that sense of like being like, I, I don't know. It's just like all of my social anxiety is kind of like starting to just disappear. It's like, don't get me wrong. It's still there, but I get super nervous. Like in situations like this at the beginning, it's like, I get mm-hmm. nervous, but it's easier for me to like actually let my guard down now mm-hmm. and just be myself. It's like, I don't know. I'd say the one thing in like public situations that I'm still struggling with is my voice. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just like so weird and awkward because sometimes I try because I don't want to just like, imme- like immediately just out myself because I feel like that's one thing that really on a good day, it's like, that's the thing that's going to out me. Um, so it's very, I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, I don't care to change my own voice. I like my voice. I don't like my voice, but I don't like hate my voice. You know what I mean? The only reason I change it is because of society. For others. Yeah. They're like relate relatable. Yeah. So it's like, I, I struggle with this. Like, do I spend money on this vocal training thing and like to actually do it and spend time and effort on it versus for other people's bullshit? Or do I just like say whatever Cause at the end of the day, I don't care if I pass. I just want to like 
it would be nice to go throughout my day and not, at least in Montana, feel unsafe mm-hmm. going into a gas station or like mm-hmm. little things like being alone in Montana. Like in some places, I don't feel safe, and it would be nice just to be able to like pass for like that quick interaction in the gas station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's one thing I'm struggling with still being like, is that a goal of mine? I don't know. Because currently, sometimes I try to fake it, but it just ends up being way weirder <laughs> than if oh. I just like, it's like my voice isn't that deep. If I just like use my customer service voice from working in kitchens, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's fine, but it, it's, no, no, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I feel it because I'm, I think I'm probably about the same. Because um, I, I, I struggle with my voice in the sense of other people not so much from me like if i'm talking i don't it's fine i don't care doesn't bother me but even if i hear myself on recording now it doesn't bother me Mm. it's really more of like when i'm interacting with people or i'm on the phone like that's really when it's an issue i think yeah totally so it's like yeah is it worth is it worth it? I don't know. Right. I don't know either. I feel like probably because I really want to get to a point like what like the one thing that I've really struggled with is like I love traveling and the mm-hmm. amount of countries that have been knocked off my list now are substantial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of like safe places for me to go. And it's like there's so many countries that aren't politically safe for me to be in. But if I just passed, I'd probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. How tall are you? I'm just curious. I'm like five eight. Lucky, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's I'm yeah. My height isn't the thing. I like honestly didn't think I was like feminine at all until like I started actually taking hormones, and it was like my like I just like got like a little bit of fat redistribution, and it's like my cheekbones and like I have like a nice face shape for like pretty feminine face shape and body overall. But mm-hmm. it's just like very, um, I just felt so like trapped in my masculinity for a long time that it's like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even envision it until it's like, I started to strip it away. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, seems, it looks weird when I like, I'm lazy for like four days and I don't shave and I like look in the mirror and I'm like, who the hell's that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. Wait till you get some kind of hair removal and you'll be like I know. you don't shave for like three weeks you'll be like oh, yeah, there's, that one, there's like that one little bit here shit i gotta like don't i know i've even tried to like kill my parents like you gave me this dumb beard you should pay to remove it mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. like no i'm like all right you might be able to find some groupons or something of yeah course, i think once choice... we get to portland it'll be easier to yeah choices are limited for you there yeah there's a place that's like fairly cheap for electrolysis. It's not cheap, but like it seems like a better deal to me based on like the number mm-hmm. of sessions they said versus the laser place. And so I'm like thinking about that, but I hate pain and I've heard that's mm-hmm. even worse. So I'm like, yeah, I've, I've heard, and this is probably even my thought. I, I think, I mean, not that I've done electrolysis, but um, I've heard it's best to do like laser first to get like, big giant chunks of stuff away mm-hmm. and then you do like electrolysis to get stuff that laser wouldn't get yeah 
Totally. Like for me, I have a, I have a lot of white hairs on my neck, mm-hmm. and then I have some that'll show up on my chin. Yeah, totally. Yeah, see, I like had really thick body hair and face hair and everything, and it's like mm-hmm. once I like once my levels got up to like normal cis levels estrogen, it's like my body hair like basically disappeared. I don't know if it was because I was shaving it so religiously for so many years, or if like it. I don't know. It's like now it's like, I don't, I used to get really dark, thick chest hair. And now it just like grows in like little peach fuzz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, I deal with it maybe once a month. And that's about it. And it's like, that has been such a big relief. If only that would happen to my face, but <laughs> I know, I know. If only I know I've had a lot of hair gro- regrowth come in, like right around here on my, what I don't know what that part called crows yeah, whatever right yeah the same thing but it's been growing back been coming back really that's cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's little baby hairs there you right. can't see them because they're babies yeah there's another thing I like took a while to like be, like get okay with it's like I don't know pulling my hair over like this when I'm like wearing it and like having that part show I was always super self conscious about it but over time like realized like. Some women have that hairline too. It's just not as mm-hmm. like pronounced. Mm-hmm. Some bronzer up there hides it. So whatever. Yeah. I just let them see it. I don't care. It's yeah. there. Right. For a while, I was like learning how to like do my hair. And it's like, that's the one thing I struggle with a lot is my hair. It's mm. like, I've always had long hair, but it's like, I saw this meme the other day. It's like trans girls always be walking around like a swamp witch with their hair in their face. It's like so true. I'm always like, I don't know how to like have my hair like a cute girl. You know what I mean? It's like hard to like keep it there and not be like, Burr, and then it's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how hair works. Yeah. I don't the other day, my friend, my friend has been really getting me to try to like curl my hair more. Um, and one day she's like, we're getting ready to go out, and she just like gives me her curling iron. I've never used a fucking curling iron before. And she's like, here, curl your hair. And I'm like, um, um okay. <laughs> How'd it go? I, I attempted and it just made it worse. And I'm like, um, I'm just going to put my hair in a ponytail. Right. Yeah. See, I've been just having my girlfriend braided a lot. Because I'm like over dealing with it in my face in a lot of days. Mm-hmm. And it's like my hair is like, it has like a good, like I get like two good days of hair a week mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, if it's not good the day I wash it. So it's like, I gotta mm-hmm. wait a few days and have like the perfect storm of like dry hair. So it's not frizzy and it's curly. Do you but, wash it often? Um, I like get it wet like three times a week and I wash it like once a week. Okay. Do you use any product? Yeah. I use like, um, some i have like wavy hair so it's like i use like some curl products i use like a curl cream when i get out of the shower and like a styling gel while it's wet and then i'll use like an oil like day two to revive them okay good 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 yeah it's like you're not using any hair care products like what the fuck yeah no i've like slowly learned my hair a little bit i have my best friend um cassie she like uh has really curly hair so she's kind of helped me with it a lot um, but it was really hard in the beginning though. Cause like my 
partner like sucks at makeup and she's never really mm-hmm. gotten into it it was like she she can do her own face but she's never been one to be like foundation or like anything beyond just like mm-hmm. some eyes and so it's like she just like powder and eyes and that's it and so it's like learning from her was hard because she thought she knew like a lot of things but she knew stuff from like early 2000s mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> was not helpful at all for the longest time so like that's been the struggle for me i even went to like this feminizing makeup class in town here it's like that oh i collect that like therapist collective place in town i think i was talking about earlier was like throwing one and it's called like feminizing makeup for trans and non-binary people and i was like okay cool I went to it, signed up for it. It ended up just being a drag queen, like the local drag queen that I knew. It's like <laughs> she learned drag makeup. Yeah, she literally just did drag makeup, and it was like, oh my gosh, that's not helpful. Thanks. That's not. That's <laughs> she not. She proceeded to like take shit on her face for two hours, and it was very ridiculous. Oh my gosh! And I was like, everybody the by the end, they're like, "Was this helpful?" And everybody's like, "I think it'd be nice to like." Figure out like trans makeup for like every day, <laughs> not like stage makeup. Like, it's like I'm not going. This away. isn't. This isn't a performance over here. Okay. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So that oh wasn't helpful gosh. at all. But it's just been a slow learning process. With that. What's your What's your typical like makeup routine? Um, I use. Let's see. I go in with my primer. Or I like lotion and I wait like 10 minutes and then I use my primer and wait like five. It's like I found like letting those two things like actually set into my skin like helps for long lasting makeup. And then mm-hmm. I will, I don't know, go in with my foundation. And and since I started like makeup, I was buying a bunch of cheap foundations and I never really found one that worked. And then I finally like coughed up some money and like started looking at nicer products and like companies. And it's like, once I found the right foundation, it's like the smallest amount blends out so easy. I was like, I'll blend mm-hmm. that out with a beauty blender and then concealer for my highlights. And then I, I don't know, I'll usually like stop there if I am just going out into town. But I don't know. I also like to contour. I've been like messing around with more contours and mm-hmm. cream contours. And yeah. That's about it. Let's see. You do your eyes, your lips? Yeah, I, I do my eyes a lot. Lips I haven't really gotten into that much. I've just, like, struggled to find the right color slash, like, a product that I actually like on my lips. That I found one, but it's, like, I sit, I do it every once in a while. But it's, like, I don't know. I need, like, I need to figure out, like, a nice, like, glossy nude, like, lip color. I don't know. I really like makeup. Like, hmm. spent a lot of time on it and a lot of time, like, just in my bathroom for like a year to learn eyeliner i would just like mm-hmm. put eyeliner on in the mirror right before i got in the shower so it just like wash off immediately i bought like some shitty eyeliner that wasn't waterproof and mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. would do that so i could like practice a wing because i have hooded eyes so it's like it was hard to figure that out but i don't know i think makeup's like such an easy way to like perfect your face and like it's really an easy way. Like you can look however you want really with it. It's like to some mm-hmm. degree, it's like, you can really, it's the things you can change about the shape of your face. It's kind of crazy, which is like oh, yeah. a little bit of practice. 
and a lot of for money. sure for sure <laughs> if i'm over here doing my minimal makeup I'm like just my eyes and my lips i'm like i'm out the door yeah see i so usually I go, go for like a I do like a full, I do like a full foundation look with contour and like, then I set it with setting spray. That's like a huge step and baking it afterwards. And it's like it, if I do it, it takes me like 12 minutes to do my makeup now. So it's like, I've gotten a lot quicker at it. Like this one was like 10 minutes. I was like running super behind tonight. So I'd worked this morning and then I went to like this queer coffee thing down in Bozeman in town. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. With this friend that I just met at, on New Year's, I met her at a bar, and she's she they are non-binary trans and just coming out just like I am, so it was really nice like catch up. I like meet them and like actually go have a coffee with them. Tonight. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. How was I that? Like, was that a good time? It was a good time. I was a little bit concerned because it's like met them on New Year's and they're very much like text a lot is like sometimes I'd like be texting back and forth with them and then I wouldn't respond for like 20 minutes at work and there'd be like eight messages and like a whole like sheet of stuff I'm like Mm. are you gonna be crazy (laughs) like please don't be crazy it's like I really want like another trans friend because I have nobody around me here that Mm. understands what I'm going through so it's like I really have been looking for one and like I don't know I just haven't connected with anybody but she seems cool we'll see Hi. Yeah. Well, for whatever it's worth, you know, you can always reach out to me. Um, I know it doesn't take place of a you know in person person or support or any of that stuff, but you know, feel free to reach out. No, this has been super fun and helpful. Like, I don't know, it's always great to. It's like relieving to talk to someone who like understands the struggle, because it's like I can talk to like my best friend but she's this and she doesn't really understand and i could talk to my partner but they're my partner and there's some things like i want to talk to like that she doesn't quite understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i don't know she's also been that support system yeah yeah it's been super good that's good to have it's good to have i'm glad you have some because some is better than none right me too because, yeah. Right, I... We'll see. I feel like... Time will only tell like who I become and what changes from this point. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like this podcast because it's always, like, a little snapshot of people's, like, thoughts and moment and, like, that mm-hmm. exact moment. And then when they come back on, if they do, it's, like, very different, usually. Oh, I know. Lily, the, the latest one... Uh, three peach she's on three times yeah right that was is good and i'm pretty sure she wanted more and i'm like uh, let's let's spread it out some let's spread it out some. all right come back in a year yeah let's see how you're doing in a year right yeah well i guarantee you three in three months and three probably not even three months you're gonna be like i have so much stuff i want to talk about i have so much stuff i didn't say guarantee yeah guarantee it. sure right i probably will but yeah, and yeah, I'll definitely hit you up if you ever want your tarot. And I'll hit you up to read your tarot soon. Oh, uh, maybe we can. Kind of tired maybe, right we can now. Re- maybe we can record the tarot reading and okay. post that to the Krasias. That sounds fun. 
have a Krasias tarot corner. Right. You can put it on Patreon, and then people have to pay Ooh. for it. Ooh. I need to make more Patreon stuff. <clears throat> cool. Um, well, dang, we're about at the two-hour mark. Um, cool. I need to eat dinner. because I Yeah, so do I. Um, before I... Well, no, no, no. Before I close it out, I just want to ask you if you had anything that you'd like to share or ask or anything that's been on your mind you'd like to bring um, up or, or ways people like can to, find you, whatever. Yeah, I'd just like to say and ask, like, everyone would be super kind to themselves. Like, if you're going through anything with gender, it's hard. and We don't deserve to be, like, we're our own worst critics and we don't deserve it. And um, I'm on the Discord if anybody wants to reach out. And I'm here. And yeah, I like talking. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and then before I actually officially close this out, I did promise that I would do this. So happy birthday, yeah. but spelled B-I-H-R-T day to you. Happy birthday, but spelled B-I-H-R-T day to you. Happy birthday, spelled B-I-H-R-T day to K. <laughs> I've already messed up the thing. But happy uh, HRT birthday to you. I'm so happy um, for you. Thank you, Billy. Um, I'm wishing you all the best. And, and, and you know, again, if any anytime you need to reach out, just just, just please feel free. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I really appreciate it, Billy. And you make me cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Of course. Thanks again for, for coming on. And if um, in the future you'd like to, to jump back in, there's space. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I think my partner would definitely want to record something. She's way better at talking and she's funny as hell. So like you want, okay. if you need another episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Send out. her my way. Okay. Send cool. her my way. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Much love. All right. Bye. Bye sexuality and gender a bit more.